the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are so excited to be in the studio today with two leaders that have just stepped all the way into community engagement in the Bay Area. We have with us Pastor Noah and Raquel Coombs, who are uh, the pastors over Bay Church in San Francisco. They, um, we just had the wonderful opportunity of starting off a couple years ago, doing some awareness, doing some education there in San Francisco. And it sort of blossomed into this street outreach, community engagement um, thing that they're doing now that they're so passionate about. And so we're going to be hearing about um, a recent street outreach that they did and um, just what it looks like, what's happening in one of our neighborhood Bay Area cities, in specifically San Francisco. But we'll talk about this at a broader level as well. Some of the things we've gone out in Oakland, we, you know, we've had we we've been 45 deep in 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 Oakland, East Oakland. Um, and we went and went into all parts of Oakland that day. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. And uh, but let's just start off. Welcome to the show. Uh, Noah and Raquel, how, how are you doing today? Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for inviting us. Super excited to be with you and uh, just feel honored to be a part of this ministry partnering. And, uh, you know, we've seen God do an amazing work in in the people's lives that have gone out on outreaches, the people's lives that we've been able to to touch and talk to out on the streets. Yeah. And uh, for us, we're forever changed, you know, by our own experiences that we've had. And wow, what opportunities we've had to just share with other people the stories that have come out of these times. And so um, it has certainly um, done a work in a lot of people's lives just in the handful of times that we've been able to participate. Yeah. Woo. Raquel, thank you for being here. You have anything you want to kick us off, start us off with? Sure. So. I'm honored to be here and I um, am happy to share my story. I'm newer to this story than Noah. Um, 
I'm mom of three kids. And so I'm usually home with the kids. And so I thought for me to get to go out, you know, this requires bringing in a babysitter, but let's do it because I don't want to just hear the story secondhand. I want to um, go out and be a part of what's happening. So I'm yeah. really, um, just blessed every time I get to go out on the streets. With you. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I met you, you were very, very pregnant, Raquel. And we were, uh, I think you were on your third baby, I, I believe, right? You have three, correct? Three, 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 three babies. Them. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, you were very, very pregnant, but you were there just moving around, helping serve everybody that was at this awareness meeting. We're having a meeting at a cafe, right? In the mission district, from what I remember. And, um, and, you know, we've just been at this in whatever capacity we could be, you know, whether, whether nine, t- you know, almost 10 months, you know, re- ready to go, um, with the baby or, uh, you know, just beginning off, uh, just wanting to kind of build familiarity with how do you do this bringing in, I remember when we went out, uh, Noah, when we went out with uh, people from down South, they joined us. Right. And we did an outreach with a large group of us and yeah. in, uh, in Oakland. And that was incredible. And then most recently where we went out uh, and where I was there, you've gone out even more recently, but where we went out just a small group of us, uh, with with Crystal and uh, Pastor Crystal from New Hope and and Lessie Gashi and a couple of us and so it's it's been different right every yeah. time yeah. it's been a different experience and yet just so powerful why do you why do you want to do this Noah what why why yeah, yeah. it's a good question um, in fact I think that every time we're about to go and do this there really is. Uh, a, a spiritual wall that I have to climb personally mm. because I don't know that I always want to as if like, it's something that makes me feel good or, you know, strokes my ego, but it's something that I feel compelled that I need to do that. If I don't mm. go, who else will go? And so there is an inner battle that I do have to wage, you know, war against um, in order to continue to say yes to go to these places. Um, and you know, I, so I guess my story, uh, goes back, you know, quite a ways. Um, you know, we, prior to being in San Francisco, we were, uh, in ministry, uh, in Hawaii. And, um, you know, we had, uh, had been about, we were, we were part of a really, uh, fast growing, uh, church community, kind of a mega, mega churches being planted. And, after some time, you know, as I had, was pastoring and pretty much all of my ministry was happening in the context of church with, with Christians. And it was, it was great. You know, I, there was nothing that I had to, um, to, to, to criticize what we were doing in any way. But at some point in time, it's as if the Lord was leading me to this place where I began to look outside the church and I began to realize that no matter what we did to attract people, because that was predominantly what we were hoping to do was to attract people through different ways. It did it. I, I sensed and I saw that it didn't at some point in time, there were just people that would not come through the, the doors of the church, no matter what we did to try to attract, et cetera. And I remember in that time of seeking God and praying, the Lord 
told me, you know, if, we, if we're going to impact people, reach people, we have to go to the people. We have to go uh, to where the needs are, to the to the broken places. And and so, you know, in this time of praying, the Lord brought me back to the story of the Good Samaritan. Mm. And when the Lord brought this up, I kind of got almost like offended at God. I was like, I know the story of the Good Samaritan. You don't have to, you know, but it was like the Lord was prompting me to look again. And it was then that I realized that there was this person who had been robbed, beat up, you know, you know, left stripped, mm. broken, right? Mm. And the story goes on that the religious leader mm. passed by the person who was broken and hurting. And then the religious like followers, like, you know, the, the next person in line followed, followed the religious leader. It was like the priest and the Levite, he's following it. And it was then that I realized that, and I asked this question, where do you think that the, that the priest was going. I asked people that and they always go, he was going to church. Right. And it was then that I realized that we as spiritual leaders can oftentimes overlook the need in our community and the broken and, and, and the, the broken people in their community so that we can get our church work done. Oof. And, and, and the, the volunteers, the Levites are do are, are following our example. And it's the people that are not, engaged in church, the non-religious people that are out there meeting the needs. And so it was then that I realized, you know, this is a broken situation that the Lord kind of gives us, Jesus gives us not fresh to go, Hmm, that's interesting. But I believe that he gives it to us to fix, to say, Hey, that's, that's not going to be my story. And Mm -hmm. so that has been sort of a, a theological shift and it's really shaped my, um, uh, understanding of, of, of ministry philosophy of ministry that I'm not just going to try to engage people to come to church on Sunday mornings or small groups. Um, but I am going to go to, to people to see where the, the, the needs are. And so I know that's kind of the, the background story from mm-hmm. that. We had the idea to come up with uh, a ministry called urban exchange where we hosted teams, youth, young adults, uh, you know, uh, men's groups, missions groups from different churches and schools to come to San Francisco. So we made the, the shift completely from Honolulu to San Francisco so that we could begin to uh, bring God's love to people in the community. And so we started work with, with, with doing homeless outreach, beautification projects. And we always said we want to get to uh, you know, the girls out there that are involved in human trafficking. And so that's where the background, the heart. Uh, of why we want to get involved with this came from. I love it. I love it. I literally just did um, a paper on, uh, on the good Samaritan and I was reflecting on the passing by of the priest and then the passing by of someone who was like a deacon. And then here comes a Samaritan who, who isn't supposed to be dealing with the Jews, right? He's, he's like, he's not even supposed to be messing with the Jews. He has no business talking to that Jewish man who got beaten up and here he puts him up in a hotel. He pays for everything. Right. He, he structured, he loves on him. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Noah, for that. Um, we're going to come back. I want to hear from you, Raquel. Like, why are you doing this? Is your husband just dragging you kicking and screaming or what? Is this like <laughs> this, this on your, it sounds like you are cause you're getting a babysitter and Lord <laughs> knows that's hard to do. Okay. So we're going to come back. I want to hear from you and, um, and then we're going to dig into what you're actually doing out there. So thanks for listening to love never fails radio. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, visit love never fails 
That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor Noah and Rachelle Coombs, who are the pastors over Bay Church. I always mispronounce their last names. I have to be real specific about that. Um, They are an amazing couple that are, um, as you heard in the last segment, um, left uh, probably a pretty easy, cushy role in ministry in Hawaii. I can't imagine what how hard that was. Um, I'm a little bit of a... (laughs) I'm a little bit biased because every time I go to Hawaii, I'm spending time with uh, my my parents that live there. And it's a super relaxing, enjoyable time. But, you know, going from that right into the pit right at San Francisco, where we don't we don't like church and we don't want church in, in the Bay Area a lot of times. And then then you made it even harder on yourself and hit the streets to go uh, minister to survivors of human trafficking. Rachel, why in the world would you do something like that? I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, it's such a good question. And Noah has um, asked me along the way, is this you supporting my vision or is this your vision also? And there's been some defining moments where I had tears, knees on the carpet, just Jesus lead me forward. And in these moments, it has been clear to me that I not only want to, but it is my assignment. And, and I feel like just between the Lord and I having that heart to heart that has given me reassurance that I'm on assignment doing what he's asking me to do, but also because as I've learned about what it is we're actually doing, mm-hmm. my um, buy-in and my appreciation for it has grown. The more that mm-hmm. I have learned from you, Vanessa, and learned from Noah, and the more I see um, the need, the more I want to be involved and continue to be a learner and and help lead other people into the ministry as well. Um, so yeah. I want to do it because, because there's just, it's just, you get out there and you realize that when everything cushy is stripped away, there's still real need that needs to be met. And there's still a spiritual um, encounter that I need to step into. So, yeah, <laughs> well, it's really good. You know, one of the things that um, I have been 
uh, grappling with is um, I'm a strong, I'm a believer that, uh, you know, you have to, you have to come from a place of health to be able to lend yourself to something well, you know, lend yourself to a, a, an assignment, a calling, uh, lend yourself to, um, you know, social justice issues. And so as, as you, you may or may not know, I, we've developed a program called Racial Equity, Diversity and Inclusion mm-hmm. Ready. And we bring it into churches and we bring it into organizations. And and, you know, quite frankly, it's kind of interesting. We've met some opposition in some companies and in some churches. We've met some opposition. And I think it's because people can't um, take on like new things or things that stretch you when they're not well. Right. You know, so this is an unhealthy company that really needs to pay better attention to racial equity, diversity and inclusion. But they can't even pay attention to their own health yet to even be able to layer on these other things that, you know, that need to be done. And that's a sad statement to make when you're talking about churches. Right. Because churches are supposed to be kind of like that hospital where people can come and get care. but. I just wanted to ask you, you know, right now, churches even are hurting. Right. And so so I'm sure your body has experienced covid and you've experienced, you know, just being um, tired over the top with all the issues that have come up during the pandemic. So how are you where are you finding the strength to do this emotionally, spiritually, physically to layer something else on that you don't even have to do? Good question. (laughs) (laughs) I have my coffee in a a Foursquare Western district. Yeah. Well, I'll give the first, you know, my, my first thought to it is that, you know, um, it's amazing uh, how being on mission and allowing uh, that to be what drives you and leads you um, into the adventure that God has for you. Um, That, that, we have, we're living a life on purpose. Um, and what that does is it, there, there's healing, um, in, in being on mission. Um, there's transformation when you're, you are on purpose that your life is not just about yourself. And what I've learned, and unfortunately this, this is true of me, probably not Rochelle. I'm just kidding. But what you realize is that I'm never going to be fixed completely. I'm mm. always going to be broken. You know, when it comes to our church body, we're always going to have needs. We're always going to have things going on. But, you know, helping ourselves and our church community continue to be on a mission to get out, to serve, love people. It's amazing what happens in your own life, what, what takes place, how God does work. At, there's healing as he's doing work through you. So I yeah. feel like there's, it seems like there's never a good time. There's never enough margin. There's never enough resources, but it, it's something that we need to put on uh, our calendar and we need to make it happen and continue to to say yes. So that's my response. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree with you more. Cause sometimes I feel like, like, am I the picture of health to be doing all this stuff? Cause I definitely am not the picture of health. I mean, I've been working on eating right and, you know, and exercising and, 
creating more balance with my husband and I and being, you know, being more present with my family and my finance. I mean, just everything. And, you know, and then layer in COVID and layer in all these other things we're doing. And it's like, no, I'm not the picture of health here. Um, but I am, um, I am the picture of a, a daughter that loves God that has been called by God to love people. And as long as I move in that, I have seen him do things supernaturally. Like, so I'm, we're going to come back. I want to talk about your outreach. I want to, I want to hear the blow by blow. I was so sad. I couldn't be there with you guys, but I, I heard that it was awesome. And I want to hear like, what does God do supernaturally when you say yes? So we'll come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Pastor Noah and Raquel Coombs, who are um, doing some amazing work pastoring at Bay Church in San Francisco and also doing regularly engaging in street outreach and community engagement. As we mentioned earlier, they've gone out to do some ministry with me in Oakland that we've gone out to different parts of San Francisco. We've also um, adopted a hotel for a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of months and we've just kind of tested some things out and piloted some things. And I think, um, you know, really there's just been a transformation of you and your team and, and really, standing in the gap there in San Francisco. So tell us, you went out recently, um, what happened and what did, what, you know, what, what did you find there when you went out? I'll give a quick kind of overview of, of what happened and Rochelle can tell you about some of those interactions that she had had. Um, but, you know, recently, this was our first time going out uh, alone, kind of, you know, flying solo without you, uh, Vanessa. And yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of like stepping away from our security blanket. Cause we always, you know, felt like we were like little, 
little little chicklings along with 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 the mama hen you know and uh, yeah. now we had to be the ones to step out and that's right so we we um were hosting a team uh we had a uh, a team from crescent city as well as uh eureka so we had about about a dozen people with us and we did a variety of um street outreaches ministries over the course of the weekend martin luther king jr weekend um and and one of those was uh going out and ministering to some of the girls that are caught up in human trafficking. And so we took this group uh, down on cap street. And um, what I would say is that from our experience before this was probably the most intense uh, experience that we've had thus far. Um, And, and I guess that how I'd like to describe it is that it was several blocks long. There were probably at, at least 20 girls that were throughout this one block and the cars were backed up just like you'd see in a, you know, drive through line, people waiting to, to get food Go to in and out burgers. Exactly. Just, just shopping, you know, and, uh, the, 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 the guys were just really close to them, just with them. We saw some physical interact, you know, interaction, one girl getting forced by another guy. Um, and so the, the environment was one, one that would just put the, you know, the hairs on the back of your neck to stand up because we just felt this, you know, intense environment. And so we had told the group, Hey, we're here. We know God has called us here. We're here on assignment Um, to them in that environment. We were the ones that didn't belong. And we were certainly the ones that were disrupting the, uh, the, the business. And so, um, so anyway, that was a quick overview. Um, Of course, you know, we, uh, I had some, some folks stand back and Rochelle was the one that was going up to the, to the girls and bringing another female with her and, and began to engage, interact and, and pray for some girls. So. Yeah. Rochelle, I saw you taking a deep breath there. Was it, <laughs> was it heavy for you? Was it like a lot? It, it's a lot. And I remembered um, your words that you had shared with us. You said that when we're out there on the streets, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's in no way about you. It's about, bringing the word and praying the word and, and ministering what Jesus says to each person that we pray with. And I just remembered, okay, just leave myself kind of in the parking lot where we parked and I can recollect myself and put it all back together afterwards. But um, just stepping out and, and even trying to make um, conversation happen with the girls was really intense because of, where they were positioned on the street. Mm -hmm. Um, It it felt like there was ways to get to them, but I was not either not fast enough or not um, just strategic enough. Things were happening so quickly. But um, when I did talk to the girls um, and, you know, we did talk to guys and girls um, on the street, but Compared to when we've gone out on these walks before, it seemed like there was a lot of people out either, you know, leaving the bars or going home after work or going out to eat or homeless people on the street. There was nobody. It was just that group. So it seemed like we weren't very um, discreet. We were just a big group. What in the world are they Mm -hmm. doing? Um, And we would walk up. And talk to the girls and offer them a bracelet. And some of them were very just um, harsh, closed off, quick, like, no. And I, I, I knew and respected that they were working. Yeah. So we, um, 
you know, we're just really kind of stick and move real quick. Didn't um, Mm -hmm. stay too long with any one person, but we were able to give away four bracelets um, Mm. and we at least got at least four or five names because some of the girls who shared their name with us didn't um, want to accept a bracelet. Um, So we, um, we prayed with them and (laughs) there was one time, you know, we're praying with our eyes open and, and I saw some um, people approaching. And so I just told the girl who was praying, I said, we got to wrap it up. And she said, in Jesus name, amen. (laughs) Ah, good. Yeah. So we had, we had had some, we had some intense moments. Um, Mm. But I think that um, what was clear was when we were done, we both know, and I both felt, okay, we're done. It's time to move on. That was clear. And then what was also clear was that the girls that we talked to wanted prayer, um, but they didn't either have the time to talk. And it was like, I'll be praying for you tonight as, as we go. And we're just letting them know that, you know, have a blessed night in Jesus name. And we're just walking mm-hmm. past. Yeah. And then one of the girls, um, we had, we passed her twice cause she was on the same um, corner. We passed her going and coming and on the going, we had said, Oh, you know, we're offering bracelets and talking to her and, and, and she flatly refused. But when we came back, um, she, I noticed she had her, one of her high heels off. And I had had the thought before we left, um, let's just grab some band-aids just in case, you know, if they need a band-aid. And so I had a bandaid and I was like, Oh, this is why I have this bandaid in my purse. And this, is for, this is for her. And so I just like, we're crossing the street and I'm rummaging in my bag. You know, moms are good at rummaging in their bags. I grabbed yeah. this bandaid and I said, here, would you like this bandaid? I said, I know how high heels are. They just, you know, they can really get. Yeah. And she took that bandaid and she was so like, we had a moment and then I said, you know what? And I'm going to be praying for you tonight. And just, it was just this moment between her and yeah. I where I gave her the bandaid. And um, also at that moment, I just kept walking because a, a Mustang pulled up and, you know, revved his engines at us and yeah. <laughs> just mm-hmm. kind of flashed the, the windows and mm-hmm. both knew that bandaid moment was done and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you keep walking. Yeah. Wow. You know, wow. as I was observing, you know, Rochelle and as she was taking girls up and kind of, and, and I was being security, I shouldn't say kind of, I was being security. <laughs> yeah. I don't want right. to make you feel concerned about what I right. was. I was I, like, were you or weren't you uh, now, Noah? Come on now. <laughs> um, but as I was watching Rochelle approach uh, some girls, th- the way that they responded to Rochelle, even though I'm not even sure how, if they, if they accepted prayer, or they accepted the bracelet. But when Rochelle first approached, when she looked over at Rochelle with a smile, mm. it gave me the impression that she had seen Rochelle before. Cause this mm. is now the second time that we've been out to that location. Yeah. And I, I had the impression that they, they recognized Rochelle that it was, and it was almost a welcomed. Like, hey. oh, come back. Oh, hi. <laughs> and so, you know, we feel that, um, at, you know, we, this is this right now, this is our block. This is the block we know, yep. um, you know, that we want to uh, continue to get to know these names, these girls and see how we can build. Praise the Lord. That's so, right. Yeah. You got it. You got it. That's it. Relationship rapport that, oh, we're going to see Pastor Noah and Rochelle out there again. Who are they going to bring this time from (laughs) Eureka, from Crescent City? You know what? Crazy Christian's going to be down there this time. Right. But they're always there 
loving on us, bringing us different stuff. And that to me, man, if, if there's, I mean, talk about the good Samaritan. It's like, you know, we can't just snatch him up and put him in a hotel and, and do all that. But what we can do is just be a, a very present help in time of trouble. So, um, yes, I love it. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what, you know, the buyers. I want to talk a little bit about the people that are watching, right? The little mini exploiters that are out there. Um, the the guy, the guys or gals, I don't know who was in the Mustang, but like, What's going on there? What, you know, what are your thoughts about what's going on there? So we'll, we'll come right back and thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Thank you for listening. We are just in the studio having a great conversation about outreach and just loving on exploited women, uh, men, members of the LGBTQ community there in uh, the Mission District and just throughout San Francisco uh, here with Pastor uh, Noah and Raquel. And we are... Uh, I said it again, Raquel, no, Rachel, sorry. Thank you. Uh, And, uh, and we are just doing, just having a great time talking about a passion that the Lord has birthed in our hearts. And so I wanted to talk, you had mentioned that there was this Mustang that drove up Rachel and, 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 and the windows went up and down and there was a, a revving of the engine. And I've had that happen before. And it's kind of like, they're saying, move on, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so did you get a chance to look at who was in the, in the car? I didn't. Um, mm-hmm. It was at an angle. The, the car was at an angle. And so I was trying to. Yeah. Also conscious. Trying of, to be moving, keep it moving. Right. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. was already moving. I wasn't going to show that I felt uncomfortable. I mean, right. I, I was moving, but I was yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and I could um, tell my thoughts to Noah later, like, Oh my gosh, did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> you see that yeah. Car? Like, car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, Noah's all, Hey, who did that? Wait, you know what? Hold on I was, a minute. 
I was, con- I was concerned about the group and I, I, you know, wasn't so concerned about Rochelle with, with the Mustang. I didn't even see the whole situation. Yeah, no, you were like, she's got a handle. She's got, yeah, you should like, I'm not going to show I'm nervous. I was already yeah, no. moving. I'm not getting pushed yeah. out of here. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I've got band-aids here. Yeah. Okay. I'm a mom. I'm taking care yeah. of some stuff. Yeah. But, um, but tell me, Noah, you know, you were doing security. So did you see like we, when we went out last time we saw, uh, a bunch of guys that were kind of like on the wall every mm-hmm. couple of yeah. Uh, cars. Yeah, you yeah. saw that again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and Rochelle and I had picked up on you know just on the fact that it seemed like every all of these guys look about the same. They look about the same age, the same height. This you know they they all look like you know they're Hispanic. Um, and so, yeah, and because we've tried to you know, engage, talk with them, but it doesn't seem like they're understanding English. And so, mm-hmm. and and they they seem to be just kind of throughout. So, and, and so as yeah, we're trying watching. to observe the situation, we're, you know, not exactly sure of really the whole, you know, the whole game here and who's doing what and who's playing what role. So we still are trying to be, you know, observers and, st- and understand what's happening. Um, there is a convenience store that seems to be very central and it's mm-hmm. the only business on this block. And it's just houses. It's like Victorian houses. Mm-hmm. And there's just one convenience. This is store. a residential district. You guys mm-hmm. We want to make sure that you understand we're talking about a residential district. In fact, I was, I, I grew up in the city and I sang at the San Francisco community center right there. So a bunch of children were going into one of the Victorian houses there and receiving violin lessons and vocal lessons right there on this street, which is now the blade, uh, the mission mission area blade. And so anyway, go ahead, Noah, you were saying. Yeah. So um, so we definitely were, you know, talking with some of these guys trying to engage, you know, uh, you know, offered some prayer to some of the guys that were standing uh, just very intense on this, this, you know, parade of cars and the girls. Um, but, um, and, and, you know, there was, there was a handful of cars that, you know, were, you know, just like, you know, Rochelle had explained, you know, tinted windows, Mustangs, sports cars, muscle cars, you know, similar to what we experienced in Oakland that would drive up, um, you know, rev the engines, things like that. The girls were definitely on edge. So, um, but it seemed like there were guys that were walking with the girls close to them, right with them, you know, so much more than we had experienced in the past. And Mm -hmm. so um, that was a whole different dynamic, you know, for us. Yeah. So there is, you know, just, just for the listening audience, right. So the Sinaloa uh, cartel is very prominent in, um, in the mission district in um, Mexican cartel is very prominent in the mission district there. Um, and so, you know, exploitation is just one of the many um, criminal activities that is happening. Um, and so this was very I mean, this was organized crime. This was not a bunch of people, you know. So so as you all know, I have been very vocal about opposing SB 357. And a lot of um, there's been a lot of people that uh, are consider themselves to be sex workers. I don't align myself with that uh, that title because I don't believe that sex is I don't believe sex is work and I don't believe prostitution is sex. I believe that they're all different types of of things. 
And uh, unfortunately, we've commingled all of that together to create a narrative as if people that are out there are out there voluntarily. They're not under the control of anybody. But that is not what we what we have seen when we've gone out. And I'm sure, Noah, you can attest to this. It's a very you see the these young men that are probably in the gang or in a cartel. They have been assigned. They're wearing black ski masks on their face. So you don't see any of their face, just their eyes. And they're probably all from the same community. They they're being preyed upon themselves and probably being exploited to be out there and indoctrinated and made into child soldiers. Um, many of them look very young to me, you know, in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. And they're out there holding down like literally every wouldn't you say like maybe 24 feet? There's yeah. a, another guy posted on the wall. Yeah, yeah. at yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah. And and even staggered in between the people standing on the wall, there were people in the cars. Yeah. yeah. They were very dark. And I couldn't see is that male, female. Um, there was one person who was getting out of his vehicle and I thought, oh, he probably just lives here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, because I could see his features, I could see his movement, his keys, that sort of thing. But it was like, oh, there's someone actually sitting in that parked car. Right. Right. Watching. Right the mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and very yeah. dark. I couldn't see there. Yeah. And if anybody spent any time like surveying that area, you would see someone pull up and four or five girls would get out of their car, their van and set up. And then, you know, they're all interconnected. This is not just like independent people coming out here in this little block. This block is under the control of a specific group of people or these blocks, group right. of folks. And so it's very dangerous. And so, you know, when you go out there, um, you know, I know you guys prayed over your, you know, every single person okay. throughout. Mm-hmm. How did you release your, you know, you saw some stuff. It was hurt, hurt your heart. I, I heard you say, right. You know, R- Rochelle, that you put yourself in the left yourself in the parking lot. So when you came back to you, how did you, you know, make sure you were well? Right. And um, we, as a group, the 12 team members from Crescent City and Eureka, Noah, myself, we all stood in a circle um, in the light of the street light. And we just prayed and we released um, what we saw, what we experienced, what we said, what we did what we wanted to do, but weren't able to do. We just released the whole experience um, to the Lord in a prayer. And we just prayed the word. We prayed that the Lord would um, just show his love in a way that only he can. And mm-hmm. that you know, the our attempt at um, friendship or conversation or prayer, um, we left it with him because he is the one who can move where we can't and that's right that's right and you went away feeling well we did yeah Yeah. i mean it's something that you don't leave feeling happy i like the word well because you don't feel like oh wow i just gave my time and volunteered and wow i get a star you know you feel you feel like each one of the people that we saw have a story and we don't know what that story is and mm-hmm. you want to feel um, resolution to that story, like there's hope and there's freedom. And 
when you don't have that and you have to leave that with the Lord, it's, it's a, it's a trust exercise. It's something that calls you back because you know that the story is not finished. It's so it's not like, oh, I just volunteered my time and I did something good. It's like, wait, wait, wait. The story's not over. Like, mm. this is a repeat. <laughs> We're coming Ooh. back in Jesus' yeah. name. So. Ooh. Come on. One of the powerful things is when we all, you know, went back together and we met back at the center, you know, everybody's pulling out their snacks because you just feel like you just need to <laughs> eat a lot of munchies, you know, to, you know, and but, but everybody is just reflecting their story and their, the different perspective they saw and what they had, had seen. And, and, and then we start to talk about like our own communities uh, back, you know, in Eureka and Crescent City and everything. But what ends up happening in these moments is that, you, you didn't know, but now, you know, mm. and you're forever changed. You can never just dismiss and put a blind eye to what is now. Now, you know, what is happening in your community. And that what, that's what compels you to, to continue to go back to some of these places. Beautiful. That's right. Well, I am, I'm a proud mama. I'll tell you, I am feeling so excited for you guys and that you, the Lord would put on your heart to go back out and to really minister to those that are there. And even the young men that are on the side, I mean, that's my prayer that we would get to all of them because I just believe that nobody wants to do that kind of stuff. They just, they've been taught. And um, yeah, so anyway, well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to provide you when we come back with ways that you can connect uh, with uh, Noah and Rochelle to learn more about what they're doing. Go out with them. Um, engage. And uh, so thank you so much for listening and we'll be right back. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We uh, have just had a wonderful time together. I wanted to give you guys a chance to share. How can people be in touch with you if they have more questions or want to get involved? Yeah. We have two um, easy ways to connect. We have our um, email address, which is just info at baychurch.org. So I-N-F-O at B-A-Y-C-H 
U-R-C-H.org. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's our that's our email and it goes to both of us. So either Noah or I will see it. And then we also have an um, Instagram page and it's Urban Exchange SF. So exchange is spelt with the E-X, Urban Exchange SF. And that's our Instagram page. And so we can connect with you there as well. Yeah. Awesome. We also have our uh, website. If you want to just take a look at our church website, um, that's baychurch.org. Mm-hmm. And um, then you can get an idea of what we do. We, you know, of course we have a Sunday uh, gathering and you're always welcome to join us there. Um, and um, we do work to have outreaches, you know, at least every couple of months. And so that's mm-hmm. our, our planet and the, the more you know people that we have that are involved in connecting with us um the, the more that we can do so you know i, I think that's always the, the the harvest is plentiful and we need laborers to come with us and be a part of some of these these outreaches so yeah yes even awesome. if it means that you you know you're gonna babysit our kids so michelle and I can <laughs> ah go. that's right it all matters it all matters <laughs> that's right that's right yeah. beautiful well there you have it so you can plug in that way Um, We are continuing to do outreach in other parts of the Bay Area as well. So if you want to uh, connect in, um, we are actually doing virtual outreaches on the third Friday of every month. So if you're somebody like, I'm not quite ready for the street, but I might be willing to come and check out um, something over Zoom, you're welcome to join Felicia in doing that. And you can reach out to her directly, which is uh, uh, F-E-L-I-C-I-A at Love Never Fails Us, and she'll get you set up there. Um, and then we are always, always going out, um, you know, to Oakland and other cities, Hayward, San Jose, uh, nearby cities as well. So if you want to um, connect in, you can reach also out to Felicia and she can get you plugged in there. And you'll probably see uh, the the Coom family there as well because they always join us when we go out. So that's awesome. Um We have a few things I wanted to share with you that are coming up. Please uh, get involved with our gala. So we have the Journey to Freedom Gala that's coming up on March the 6th. It's from 5 to 6.30. And we have sponsorship, table sponsorship opportunities. It is a virtual gala. Uh, So um, just because of the surge in COVID, we decided to go ahead and move it to virtual. We have an amazing survivor leader. Um, Becca Charleston is going to be our keynote. And uh, just so you kind of have a feel for Becca, she is a TED Talk uh, speaker. She has been part of the New York Times. Um, She's been showcased on Daystar. Um, She's an amazing speaker. She's actually part of a lawsuit against the, the state of Nevada for allowing her to have been trafficked legally for so many years when it was against her will. And she has a whole story about that that you'll want to know about. So sign up today by going to our uh, website, which is loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. And there you will see our gala uh, is posted and you can sponsor again a table. You can come in um, as an individual. The tickets are $75. 
Um, and all of the funds go towards supporting our houses, our IT academies, um, our community engagement center, which is soon to launch. We are converting our store into a community engagement center where people can get IT classes. They can get resume writing. They can get free clothing. We're, we're no longer charging for any of our stuff. We're giving it all away for free so that the community can, um, can really be built up. And so our hope is to, uh, to, to transform that completely in the next couple of months. So lots going on. Uh, we want to invite you out. If you uh, want to learn more about the CEC, the Community Engagement Center, reach out to Hannah at loveneverfillsus.com. You can also still continue to donate on Fridays from 10 to 4 p.m. at 22580 Grand Street in the city of Hayward. All right. Well, that's what we have for today. We hope that you've enjoyed the show. And if you haven't heard it before or if you need to hear it again, we hope that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.